Obviously, it's awful when we lose someone we like, when we lose people that are iconic, especially when it feels like they've left us too soon. I mean, can I just say, if you're a true icon, even passing away at like 110 seems too soon. I know. It's like, why have you not cryogenically frozen yourself (laughs) so you'll live forever? Yeah. But obviously, we're talking about Olivia Newton-John, the singer, the actor, the activist, the all-around badass. (laughs) She passed away Monday after a long and public battle with breast cancer. And obviously, everyone's feeling it. But I will say, even though she is gone, I don't think there's a question about the huge impact that she's had on pop culture. No, not at all. And based on the amazing outpouring of love that she's been getting from pretty much everyone who's ever worked with her, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say she really was magic. There it is. From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. It's Wednesday, August 10th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. If you've been keeping up with Even the Rich, you've heard us talking about Monopoly Go. That's right. And we're going to keep talking about it. So playing Monopoly Go with your family and friends is truly a delight. Yeah, there's always something new to do, like partner events where you build on each other's boards, crazy tournaments where you can recruit your friends, or competitions to outdo them on the leaderboards. And we love competition. Yeah, we do. Too much. And if you want to play solo, there's timed events like obscenely massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees. It's honestly a really great pastime. Exactly. Compete with your friends and people all around the world to be the biggest Monopoly tycoon on the leaderboards. So join the fun and download Monopoly Go now, free on the App Store and Google Play. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I think right now I can say many of us are hopelessly devoted to Olivia Newton-John. Yes. That was one of her hit songs from the 1978 film Grease, which I famously saw at my ninth birthday party. Wow. And missed basically 100% of the innuendos. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) It is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I've seen it I don't know, approximately four million times, maybe. (laughs) It's just a classic in so many ways. So good. 
But since the news broke of Olivia's passing on Monday, I think a lot of people have Sandy on repeat. (laughs) Now, her husband, John Easterling, let the world know about her death in a social media post on Monday. So the post said, Dame Olivia Newton-John passed away peacefully at her ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family and friends. We ask that everyone please respect the family's privacy during this very difficult time. Mm -hmm. Now, Olivia passed away at the age of 73 after a very long battle with breast cancer. Reading about her struggles with cancer, it's just like, Jesus, this woman could not catch a break. 30 years, like a 30-year struggle. Yeah. So she was first diagnosed with cancer in 1992 after she found a lump in her breast. And in this 1998 interview from The Rosie O'Donnell Show, Olivia talks about going in for a checkup after she felt like something was wrong. I went and had this checkup and actually didn't show up in a mammogram and it didn't show up in a biopsy. And I don't say that to scare anybody, but you just have to really be in tune with your body. And if you don't feel something is right, even if they're saying you're fine, follow up on it. Right. Which is, thank goodness my surgeon did and it was tucked away there. I love how Olivia's like, I'm not saying this to scare anybody. Well, it scared me. Okay. Does she not know me? Well, (laughs) real quick reminder, everybody with breasts, check them. Get those checked. All the time. Every time you take a shower, check them. Check them. So once a week for Brooke and me. (laughs) Yep. Just kidding. I'm showering more often now, Dad. Don't freak out. Love that for you. But after receiving her initial diagnosis, Olivia had chemotherapy, got a partial mastectomy, And it worked. She went into remission. But then the cancer returned in 2013 and then again in 2017. Yeah. So after her diagnosis, Olivia spent years being a very vocal advocate Mm -hmm. for a holistic approach to treating cancer. She was promoting the use of meditation, herbal treatments, and lifestyle and diet changes. And then in 2012, she actually founded the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Wellness and Research Center in Australia, which Olivia described as the top medical research and the newest cutting-edge treatments for cancer. Mm -hmm. And she did refer to these treatments as a powerful tool, but she said she wouldn't advocate that those things replace our normal standard of care. Good. Which is good, you know? I think a mix is important, and it's okay to look into other things. Absolutely. And in a statement from Olivia's husband, he said— Olivia has been a symbol of triumph and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer. Her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with plant medicine continues with the Olivia Newton-John Foundation Fund, dedicated to researching plant medicine and cancer. Mm. It says a lot about someone that they can take a 30-year struggle with cancer and turn it into something like this and helping other people. Like, that's just an amazing person. And she really kind of put everything else on the back burner. Like, she really dedicated her life to this, which is just... Yes. It's powerful. So, I mean, like we said, 30 years is a really long time to battle cancer, let alone publicly battle cancer when you're in the public eye, you're a celebrity. Um, And her family says that she's finally at peace, which makes sense. Um, Her niece, Toddy Goldsmith, spoke with Australia's Nine Now News yesterday and shared what Olivia's final days were like. Yeah, so Toddy said Olivia's death wasn't really a shock to her family because apparently her last days were really painful and difficult. Yeah. And she said it wasn't just the cancer that got her. It was other complications being in a hospital and with a very susceptible immune system. She got secondary infections. She really went down in the past five, six days. Now, Toddy did not get to say goodbye to Olivia in person, but she did talk to her on the phone. And she said she asked Olivia if she was afraid of dying. And Olivia said, I'm not afraid. I've done more in my life than I could have ever imagined. Mm. I feel like people say this all the time. 
Like they're so insightful at this moment in their life when it's, you know, they're close to passing away. Yeah. I feel like I would be, yes, I'm scared. And I've been scared since the moment I was born. <laughs> like I'm always scared. So yes, I'm scared. I feel like you'd be like, save the hummingbirds. <laughs> Don't forget, it's two cups of water. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what's the rest, Brooke? What's the rest? How much sugar? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm there with you. Be like, uh, I'm terrified. Yeah. I'll be 150 and be like, no, please. <laughs> I can't go to the other side. It's not my time. <laughs> but I, Olivia Newton-John's not wrong. I mean, she has done so much with her life. Yes. I mean, she was just like a cornerstone of the pop culture movement in the 70s and 80s. Oh, my God. Music and movies. Like, this woman, just an absolute powerhouse. A triple threat. Honestly. Yeah. But yeah, so over the course of her career, she won four Grammys. And she's estimated to have sold around 100 million records worldwide. Like we talked about, Grease came out in 1978. I think that really made her a household name. Yes. It's the reason I pushed so hard for the senior musical to be Grease in high school. And then I got screwed. I was going to say, what was your part in that again? Loser number six. <laughs> I'm still holding that grudge against my teacher. And if he ever listens to this, I want you to know. Yeah. Look at me now. Yeah. Look at me now. Now I'm singing on podcasts and people don't care. So <laughs> joke's on you. So after Grease, two years later, she starred in the roller skate cult movie Xanadu with another legend, Gene Kelly. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of him lately because I'm tapping, obviously. Oh, yeah. And this man, oh, <laughs> he is a tap king. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, someday. And then in 1982, Olivia released Physical, which is like such a banger. It stayed at the number one slot on the Billboard charts for 10 weeks, and it became the highest selling single of 1982. Like, not an easy task. I mean, it's a banger. And it is. For all my office fellow fans out there, Michael and Holly sampled it when they said, let's get ethical ethical. Like, it's just a great song that can be used in so many circumstances. It's an easy song to, like, parody. Yes, yes, yes. But apparently she, like, was really uncomfortable with that song. Mm. And that's why she made the music video about, like, working out. Yeah. And not banging. Yeah, which is, I feel like, a lost opportunity. I know. Who doesn't want a music video of banging? I know. We all do. There's just not enough music videos anymore. Yeah, I agree. Um, She also did have Five songs total go to number one. Uh, she had I Honestly Love You, also a really great song. Mm -hmm. Have You Never Been Mellow, You're the One That I Want. You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Magic and, of course, physical. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like, she did continue to act and sing, but I feel like in the early 90s, yeah. she really did focus, you know, on her family and then advocating for cancer research, so. Which, I mean, I totally understand. Like, your priorities shift as you yeah. get older. That's completely normal. And yeah. I just think it's amazing that she... Shifted in such a selfless way. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> I feel like it's safe to say Olivia's left her mark on all kinds of things like cancer research, pop culture. Yeah. But she also left a very lasting impression on a bunch of her former co-stars and famous friends. Yes. A lot of whom took to social media to offer tributes to Olivia. Yeah. So Jane Seymour, another legendary actor, was a longtime friend of Olivia's. She posted on her Instagram and said, Olivia inspired everyone with her positive attitude to life and unfailing desire to help others. Stalker Channing. 
who played Rizzo in Greece, aka the part I should have gotten in the musical, Mr. Young. <laughs> Mr. Young, stand down. <laughs> Um, Stockard released a statement to people saying, I don't know if I've ever known a lovelier human being. I will miss her enormously. And then one of the more touching tributes came from John Travolta, who, of course, played Danny Zuko. Oh, my God. If you didn't have a crush on Danny Zuko, what were you doing? Okay, I'm going rogue here. (gasps) I actually... Were you a Kaniki girl? I was a Kaniki girl. I mean, who doesn't want a hickey Hickey from from Kaniki? I wanted so many hickeys. I didn't know what hickeys were yet. Uh-huh. Because I was nine when I watched this. I was like, what's that? But I wanted them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Kaniki was hot too, but I was all in on Danny Zuko. Yeah. So John posted a picture of Olivia to his Instagram, and the caption said, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road, and we will all be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you mm. and forever. Your Danny. Your John. Ugh. That's like deep. <sighs> that is. I mean, I've always felt like they've had a really special connection. I feel like I, whenever he's talked about her or she's talked about him in the press, like it's always just so much love is clearly there. Yeah. He's like my beloved Odysseus, nighttime June. Yep. Really rolls off the tongue. Oh, man. I'm sorry. This is so sweet, but I can't not make fun of John Travolta for that. I'm sorry. Just I know. I know. It's a classic moment in pop culture history. Well, Olivia's, I guess, easier for John to say. But I'm sure when they first met, yeah, the director was like, no, it's Sandy. <laughs> Sandy. Yeah. Oh, man. What do we take away from this? It seems like so many people only get their props after they die. And I know. I mean, I feel like it's partially human condition where yeah. we don't make an effort to celebrate people while they're still alive. <sighs> I know. I was thinking about this. Like, I feel like that is very true. There's only a couple instances, I feel like, where Betty White is a really good example of this. Like, everyone, Mm. everyone loved and loves still Betty White. Mm -hmm. And, like, she was one of the ones that I feel like everyone appreciated while she was still here. Dolly Parton's another one. Like, there's a very small list of people that we truly really appreciate while they're still here. It's weird. I don't know why we do that. Well, I for a second was like, why are you talking about Betty White in the past tense? (laughs) I know. Because I completely forgot that she had died last year. I don't accept it. Yeah. I don't accept it. Her, Bob Saget, I'm like, no, they're still here. No, 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 no. They're still here. Yeah. They're here. And speaking of still here. Yes. We don't have Olivia, but at least we've got her absolute bangers of songs. Yes. So today we're going to leave you with one of her biggest hits, Magic. From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. Hey, listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our two 
100th episode. Join us as we welcome that dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bicentennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser! 